Hey, I'm Gina Keeping, ex-classroom teacher turned mindset and business mentor. Not too long ago, overwhelm and stress was my norm. Now, I have created a life where I help entrepreneurial women create an unstoppable mindset and teach them how to grow and scale their own businesses, all while getting their own gifts out into the world and creating an impact. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast, where each week I bring you an inspiring person or message where we talk about all things life and business related, where our conversations are real, the information is inspiring, we have a splash of fun, we have lots of laughs, and we dive into life lessons and deep conversations about all the things. On today's episode, I talk with Jennifer Drake, and we cover so much on this podcast that I couldn't possibly put everything in the intro, but I'm going to try. We talk about authenticity, we talk about what it means to be a good leader, we talk about the do's and don'ts of growing your business, we talk about confidence, we talk about how to support somebody who is trying to grow their own business, and so much more. Whether you own a business, are part of a business, or know somebody who has a business, this episode is for you. So buckle up for another fantastic episode. I hope you enjoy. Well, welcome, welcome. I am super excited today. I have Jennifer Drake with us. Welcome, Jennifer, to the show. Hi, Dana. Oh, I'm super excited. So for those people who don't know you, could you just take a moment and introduce yourself and let our listeners know who you are and what it is that you do? Sure. So I'm really excited and totally terrified to be on here with you today. Um, This is totally out of my comfort zone. And actually, the only reason I said yes was because it terrified me. (laughs) So here we are. Uh, I'm Jennifer Drake. I am uh, in Prince Edward Island. So another little rock not too far from Gina. I am a mom to two pretty amazing teenagers. I am a wife to my high school sweetheart. It's been 20 some years. And uh, we live on a family farm um, lot in Prince Edward Island. I am a vice president in Arbonne uh, for the last almost seven years. I am a federal government uh, public servant currently on leave. And I've got my business degree from your local university, UPEI. I love to exercise, kickbox, walk with my dog, walk with my parents, um, big reader, as you'll hear later, and uh, love our um, glamping experience. And I didn't mean camping, I mean glamping. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to and- come to Newfoundland and do glamping here. Yes, exactly. So yeah, and love a good glass of red wine. That's about me in a nutshell. So there's so many things um, by you saying your introduction that I didn't know about you that I'm like, no wonder we get along so well. (laughs) Between the red wine, the kickboxing, the love for reading, all those things. It's super exciting to have you here. And I love how both of our businesses brought us together and how we've met. So that's really cool. And I really hope you do come to Newfoundland sometime and uh, do the glamping here. It's really beautiful. I totally am coming to visit you. Well, the bubble, I think, is opening up again. So you have nowhere else to go. There you go. <laughs> I can only go to Newfoundland. <laughs> exactly. We can finally meet in person. Yeah. Um, 
So you have quite the diverse background, um, you know, between your experience with government, your experience with business, like you have dipped your toes into a lot of things. And I think that's quite cool that you have all these skills that you're now transitioning into your business. But you obviously haven't always been an entrepreneur. So how did this happen? How did you become vice president of this wonderful company? Can you tell us a little bit about your journey here? What was the catalyst that brought you there? And just share, share how you got here. Sure. So, um, yeah, leaving university, the goal, um, coming from traditional, um, you know, mom and dad, get a good job, hearty handshake, you know, you're on your own. So I did. I got myself a job. Um, the goal was to get into government in, in PEI, probably similar in Newfoundland. The goal is always to get a good government job and uh, stay there till you retire. And so I did that and um, I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, a few things happened and I found myself kind of stuck and I wasn't feeling fulfilled. There was limited opportunity for advancement. And I um, was actually kind of unhappy in my role. And then by chance, I started using some products that I really loved, saw incredible results, and I signed up to get a really good discount. And I'm like the first one to say I had no idea about the business side of Arbonne, nor did I want to know. I, I was quite happy with the deal. and. Um, so by accident, kind of, I started sharing what I loved. And I um, remember getting taken to um, an event where I heard um, a leader share about her experience and how she was able to walk away from an unfulfilling government job. And I remember coming home and being like, so excited. My husband was in bed. And I'm like, you can like leave your job with this business. And he's like, Okay, dear. <laughs> like totally. Glad you had a good time. <laughs> right? Glad you had a good time. Maybe too many glasses of wine, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the spark was kind of lit in the back of my mind, but truly didn't ever see myself um in that role in the company or ever leaving my job. Um anyway, a few months passed and I was naturally sharing what I loved. And so I was making $100 a month or $200 just with my mom and close friends. And I remember getting a call. It was the middle of summer. So my kids would have been like seven and 10 years old. Hot summer night. We just came home from our weekend camping and my house was a mess. I had my babysitter coming into the house the next day. And um, I got a text from one of my uplines, you know, wondering if we could have a chat. And I was like, "Uh oh, I'm in trouble. I did something. <laughs> and she just said, you know, you're really kind of doing this already. But would yeah. you like to know how to do it, to scale it, to make it a business? And she's like, what would make you want to do that? And I looked around my house and I said, I don't want to work in the summer. <laughs> and truly, that was my goal. That was my why. That was, I want to be home with my kids in the summer. Because as I mentioned, we live in a farm. My husband's a full-time farmer. So summers are, you know, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. at night. It was just me and the kids. It was a lot. And so my goal was to spend more time with them and not be stressed and worried about the next morning chaos, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I really just did what she coached me to do. And within six months promoted to the second of four levels in our company, and was able to take the following six summers off from my job and spend it with my kids. Um, that time I was given is something that I will 
forever be grateful for. And if I think about it hard enough, I can get misty eyed here. But we we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of non-stress times and it truly opened my eyes to what was possible. And um, I stayed at that level for about five years. I was totally comfortable. I had a little team. I was, like I say, working both jobs. And I actually went down to part-time, 80% in government my last year. And I, like I said, I was comfortable. And then COVID happened. <laughs> and I, I kind of had a, a pity party like everybody I think did, right? Yeah. Kind of was like, okay, life as we know it is, is changing. And I remember chatting with one of my good friends who was also on my team. And we both kind of agreed that we wanted to come out of COVID better than when we went in. I love that. Yeah. And I think not everybody was able to make that choice, but that was something I chose. So I doubled down on my personal growth, on my meditations, what I needed to feel good. Um, and I know um, I've listened to lots of Gina stuff and I know you're really big on, on that. And truly um, my morning routine, and I'll mention that a little bit later, but it got me through that really tough time. Um, and because of that, you know, I was able to really focus on what was important and what would get my business to that next level. And then last um, summer, it was actually on my birthday, which was kind of fun, June 1st. We did promote to that next level, uh, the VP status in Arbonne. And um, it was, you know, a night I'll never forget. My daughter stayed up till 1.30 in the morning till the numbers rolled. She was sitting there waiting to celebrate and the champagne was popped and it was- Oh my God, I'm yeah. getting teary-eyed for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really big um, accomplishment because we had, we'd worked really hard and- it was something that I knew could help me, but also everyone on my team and everybody kind of locked arms and excelled together. And we all rose together, which was the coolest part. And um, it just it allowed me to have choices. And then I started working with our coach, Emily, again, and um, she encouraged me to look back at my original vision, which was to take a step back from government and, and focus on growing my business to that next level. And, uh, and so in September, I did, I took a leave of absence and um, have been focusing on growing myself, probably number one, and, and my business and serving my clients and my team uh, since then. So and that's where I met you. So yeah, uh. My my journey. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful journey! And I I'm really really glad that you talked about how taking care of yourself first has allowed all these things to happen in your life. These things didn't happen by accident. You know, yes, you might have done the mindset work around it, but I truly believe to my core, which is why I created this course on morning routines, is that how you start your day matters. What you do with your time for you, it matters. And somewhere along the lines, we've got this big disconnect where we feel that we shouldn't. So I'm so glad that you brought that up because I feel the more I take care of myself, the more I take care of my business. 100%. I couldn't agree anymore. <laughs> right. So it's, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that we talk about that. And I feel so many people in the space that we're in, they make the time and it's not, oh, I got to find the time. No, we make the time to make that a priority. Because when we do that, we show up better for our clients. We show up better creatively. 
and all the other things that come with it. So, you know, thank you for sharing that part of your journey. And of course, I love that you have a morning routine. <laughs> when someone says they have a morning routine, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I was listening to your other podcast and you're, it's like a ritual. And honestly, that's what it is for me is that ritual. Yeah. And if for some reason it doesn't happen at, you know, between seven and eight thirty in the morning, then it happens at like two in the afternoon or before I go to bed, but it somehow has to be completed in the day. Yeah. I, I call them my non-negotiables or it's things that I will not put on the back burner. Now, of course there's rare circumstances, um, but I've kind of trained my brain not to look for an out because I know how effective it is. So my brain doesn't go, Oh, maybe not today. It's like, no today or when. Exactly. And that has worked really well for me. So I, I really like that. Um, so you talk about these products and how they've changed your life and how they've changed your, your clients and your family and your friends. When you started this, was there resistance to how you were putting yourself out there? Were you like automatically, oh yeah, I'm confident. I'm just going to go do it. Can you talk a little bit about that process? Because I know we have listeners who are definitely in the same shoes as you were when you began and are probably a little nervous. Maybe they're at that one month mark where they, they were excited, but now they're like, oh, this isn't for me. It's not working. What advice would you give to our listeners who is in not just Airbomb, but in the MLM industry who are trying to make their, their business um, transpire into something like you have? What advice would you have? That's a big question. Uh, <laughs> and there's a lot to unpack there. But I think the first thing is find a product that you absolutely love. Like you mm -hmm. cannot go a day without it. And I know your rapid fire questions, desert island item, like, you know, like find one of those, right? Love and that you know that. <laughs> I'm a listener. <laughs> and, uh, and then make sure that the, the company aligns with who you are as a person and their values. I think that is key because if you can't stand on a mountain and say, I love these products and this company and take some, you know, I don't want to say hits, but feedback, um, yeah. then you're probably not meant to be a brand ambassador for that company. I personally 100% believe in these products. They changed my skin. The nutrition products have changed my digestion. Like there's so many good stories. I have so many client testimonies. I know they work. So it's easy for me to put it out there and share from a place of, I really truly think these products can help you. And if for some reason they don't, you get your money back. <laughs> so I think for anyone in any type of sales business, you need to believe. You need to believe in them. And then you need to work on the belief in yourself because you will get no's. It's 100% normal. Like not everybody loves Tim Hortons coffee. Not everybody loved McDonald's hamburgers. It's totally normal that people have preferences and life would be weird if we didn't, right? So true. <laughs> so true. So I think um, the biggest is find a, a brand and a company and a product that you can back. And then sharing with authenticity and love. I think is the the next key. It was for me in growing my business, um, treating your clients like royalty. Like I have a VIP group. I spoil them. I love on them, you know, like really treating them the way you would love to be treated, you know, and, and then going that extra mile, I think is important in anyone in a service um, product driven uh, business. I personally just really love on my team too, if you're a leader, 
I think that's something important to remember that not everybody signs up because they want the Mercedes or whatever, you know, big um, shiny object is at the end. Um, pause. Can we pause right there? Because I was wondering when a good opportunity was to bring that up. For our listeners, Jennifer, what did you win? Or not, did, no, 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 not win. And let me back that up. Let me back that up 100% because you did not win it. What did you earn? I earned the Mercedes-Benz cash bonus. And I work for it every month. And uh, yeah, it is it is a lovely benefit. Our company offers other companies, I'm sure, offer other amazing benefits. Um, but not everybody signs up for that. And that's okay. And 100%. some percent are like when I first signed up, I didn't know anything about it. I just wanted, no. like I say, a couple hundred bucks a month. Right. So um, I think those are the key things for um, anyone who's in the business now to keep in mind as you move forward. Definitely. And it's okay to be proud of that and to be like, woohoo, because it is, it took a lot of time. And even though that might not have been your vision, that was the result of all your hard work and your team's work. And, you know, I just think that's a beautiful thing that your company rewards that as well, because it is an incentive. So thank you for sharing that with me. And I hope I didn't put you on the spot there. (laughs) But those are some great tips because I feel like um, the fear of putting yourself out there in rejection often holds a lot of people back. Um, And I know you know this, but uh, the beginning of my business uh, career, I guess we'll say, um, I was in uh, an MLM as well. Um, And that was what some of the reservations that some of my team had was putting yourself out there, getting the confidence to do it and really uh, backing what you believe. But I feel what happens sometimes is people sign up for the wrong reasons. And like you said, when your very first points, you have to be behind the vision. You have to really enjoy their products. And I love that word authenticity because it keeps coming up in the podcast. And I think it is for a reason. Yeah. Like nobody wants to see those copy and paste posts that aren't actually the person that's selling it or it's like a stock image. And in our brand, we we really, I don't want to say discourage, but we try to coach our team to not do that, I guess, because it's it's not authentic. And really, people buy from people they know, like, and trust. And like, if, you know, Gina was recommending a certain pair of headphones, because they were awesome, then I would probably go buy them because I know, like, and I trust her opinion. And I know what she's been doing. And that's, it's no different than whether you're selling skincare, hair care, nutrition, or exercise programs, right? People will want to see you using it. They want to see how it's affected you and your family. And and that's what people want to buy into, in my opinion. 100%. And I can't agree with you more. And I'm really glad that we're having this conversation because everyone's on social media. And there's some companies who promote generic posts. I personally have a huge problem with generic posts because If you're scrolling down a feed and you see five, six, seven, eight people with the exact same post, I really, truly believe you lose some credibility. Absolutely. Right. And it's not authentic. You're not putting forth your own, you know, not even your own spin or your own advice or your own unique experience. You're using somebody else's. And to me, that puts cracks in that trust, you know? So if you are involved in the MLM community, and you're listening to this, I would really encourage you to use unique posts to be yourself. Don't try to be somebody else. It's nice to have a role model and to look up to them. 
But what makes them successful is their uniqueness. What makes them successful is who they are as a person. And if you try to emulate that, you're not going to have the same success. And I just, I think it's a conversation we need to have more. And like you say, people buy from people. They don't buy a product. People buy from somebody they can like and trust and know. So if you're constantly using the same post as everybody else and just doing product shots, people don't know you. For me, for example, if I can scroll down my feed and I can't differentiate between who's who and everybody has the same post, then I can just go online and order it. Why would I order it from you? You know what I mean? Totally. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I just mean that in, in my opinion, that's what a consumer thinks. Um, so I, I'm really glad that you brought that up because it's not just um, applicable to Erebon, it's applicable to all MLMs, in my opinion. Um, and I climbed uh, relatively quickly because I was sharing the experience, because I was sharing how the programs were changing my life and the result and the impact it was having. And other people wanted that too. Like if you're looking at a product, people need a need fulfilled, you know, or a problem fixed. So, you know, focus on that rather than just a generic post. Sorry, I could be in the soapbox on this all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a great job. <laughs> no, it just, That's I'm good. really passionate about it. And that goes for anything else too. Uh, one time when I was, you know, giving this little feel, somebody said, well, Tim Hortons uses all of the the same messaging and yes they do but tim hortons is in competition with tim hortons <laughs> if right. i bought you know what i mean like yesterday's franchise and all that kind of stuff but it's still the tim hortons brand you know so individuals who are selling the products are trying to build their own life and their own brand around that company so there we go okay. um so thank you for all that advice <laughs> wasn't expecting to go down that rabbit hole but i just think it's such an important uh, lesson um, so in terms of confidence, how did you get the confidence to put yourself out there and to continue to overcome the hurdles that come with putting yourself out in social media? Well, I don't want to pretend I have it all figured out because I truly don't. <laughs> that would be a joke. Um, so I have a quote on my vision board and it says, it's safe for me to be confident and successful. And Emily, our coach gave that to me, um, in one of our sessions and, it's something that I think we all struggle with, you know, limiting beliefs are something um, I didn't know what they were until I learned. And it's, you know, really anything that's holding us back, any story that's popping into our head, like coming on this podcast, who wants to listen to me, like all these little, you know, little nasty stories that pop into our heads. So confidence is something I think we work on all the time. It's something that we build over time. And certainly having some success helps build um, confidence. It certainly mm -hmm. did with mine, but it's also working on that belief. And again, it goes back to the mindset, you know, talk, it goes back to the morning rituals and building that confidence in myself that I have a gift to offer and that I have leadership experience and I have all the things that other people could benefit from. And it's building that. So I think that's where my confidence comes from. It wasn't instant, you know, finger snap overnight. Um, it was over time. Um, and I think just showing up for myself, like that's a commitment I made a while ago when I first kind of went down the personal development rabbit hole, if you will. Um, but there's four types of people and I'm an upholder. So I will keep my promises to myself as much as I'll keep them to Gina or to, you know, someone else. So I think knowing yourself and what makes you tick and what makes you show up, you know, 
I think is really important. And I think the more people and the more women can show up for themselves, the more confidence they can bring to the world. And whether you sell something or not, I think personal growth is something that everybody needs to look at um, to find their confidence, to find themselves and to really dial in on who we're meant to be and why we're here and what we can give to the world. You know, like, I truly don't believe my purpose in life is is Arbon. I truly believe my purpose is to help other people live, look, and feel their best. And Arbon is a vehicle to do that. Maybe it's another company. It doesn't matter. It's finding whatever vehicle you can to get you to that goal. So many mic drops in that. Holy moly. Um, I have to go back to the belief in yourself because I truly believe um, that peace is the game changer. So many people have so much untapped potential that if they just spent some time with themselves and trusted themselves and decided to believe in themselves rather than believe in what other people have to say, I really think that like, if they sat with themselves and they actually looked at what they could achieve, I mean, it's astounding. And if we don't create that space to do it, then we'll never really tap into that power, right? Totally agree. And the other thing, too, is that I love how you led with your heart and your mission. Yes, the products, they give you that, but it's what you get in return. It's not really the product itself. It's the result that you get from it. So, you know, I think that's really important for our listeners. Like, if you have a product that you use and you're like, yeah, and you could potentially help other people with it, maybe take a step back and not even look at the money aspect, but look at how you can give that same feeling to other people and just share your experience. It's pretty cool. So in your in the pursuit of you growing your business, um, health is very important to you. And even through the, the conversation we've been having, it's very evident that you have habits that you do daily that helps you maintain the success that you're at. Could you talk a little bit about those habits that you do daily um, and just share with our listeners what those habits are? Sure. I, I do have like my little morning ritual that I, I don't deviate from. Um, I start with my, you know, my morning shot of greens and digestion and mind health for, you know, cognitive focus. I do. I take that every morning. I, um, I have a daily inspiration book that I read from. I have a little gratitude journal that I work in five, 10 different things I'm grateful for. It also has a little mini to do list on the bottom, which I personally really enjoy. So I mark down like today's was get a good workout in vacuum, do the laundry <laughs> and do Gina's podcast. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the next morning I kind of go back and check them off. I um, also love to journal. I don't journal every day, but in that little book is a little reflections area. So I do a little bit in there, but if anything's kind of gnawing at me, um, I will absolutely journal for 10 or 20 minutes. Um, I do find it really helps if something is bothering me and I just kind of free flow. I don't really have a question that I answer, but sometimes if I'm feeling inspired or have extra time, I will. Um, I, I have worked in some meditation in the last um, year and a bit, a little bit of the woo woo. I know. I good, know good, good. Um, I was never again. like that, as you know, like it used yeah. to like, I can't even believe that mo like almost every podcast, it comes up about meditation and I'm like, woo woo. It still blows my mind. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, I know. And I'm, I'm not like a faithful, um, but I definitely do it like three, three times a week. 
Um, but I need, you know, to be in the right headspace to really yeah. be able to, to, to do it. And I, it's amazing sometimes the things you can accomplish after you do it. Yeah. You know, you really well, just for me, my journal and jot things down yeah. that popped up all those little. No, for sure. Um, basic, something basic. that I did for myself and then for the course that I created for the morning routine course, um, I created these, it was more like a really good pep talk. So my morning routine uh, meditations, they are my own because even though I know the importance of meditation, I kind of need more of a guidance on, on like a good old butt kick. So in my meditation, like <laughs> we're, we're kind of the same. So I will be talking myself through. It's like, okay, you know, Gina, whatever stories you're telling yourself. So I have a recording of those and um, my clients really like it too, because it's more of me talking to you and guiding you through something with some relaxing music in the background, but it's more of a pep talk. And I yeah. find that works really good for me. So those I can do daily. Um, but then I have the other ones who are a little bit more spiritual, we'll say, and more in-depth. Yeah, true. And and I use like Emily's um, meditation library. And so it's guided. And yeah. I really pick what speaks to me that day. And someday she wants us to move. And I'm like, nope, I want to sit. And <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I find what works for my day. And um, I really do love that. And and then I always read and I usually have like two or three books on the go. And uh, I know um, you had mentioned I should share my little story here, but um, I was reading, it was a couple of years ago, uh, a book by Jeff Olson called The Slight Edge. And the book is really about small incremental steps every day result in big changes over time. So whether it's adding a thousand steps to your day or whether it's reading 10 pages a day or whatever it is, but small things over time make big results. And he tells a story in the book that has resonated with me forever. And he says uh, he was in an airport getting his shoes shined. And the lady that was shining his shoes was lovely. And she um, was chatting with him and he looked over and saw a giant stack of romance novels. And all he could think about in his head, and I don't think he said anything to the lady, I'm paraphrasing totally, but he, he thought to himself, if those were personal development books, this lovely lady wouldn't be shining my shoes. And I just remember like kind of a mic drop while I'm reading the book going, oh my God, that's it. And so it's one thing I encourage my team, my friends, like I post a lot of that on my social media because I just think it's so important that even if someone just reads the one paragraph I shared for that day, if that's all they do, that's better than nothing, right? Absolutely. So to me, that that story kind of sunk in. <laughs> no, and but it's true. It's like what we surround ourselves with. It's the small steps that we take. It's our environment. It's all of these things combined that make us think that we either have to stay in a role or if there's other possibilities. So, you know, I'm glad that you shared that. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, that kind of resonated, just think about what things might you be missing? What opportunities might you be missing? Is there something that you can do to maybe look at other possibilities in your life too? Because we often just fall into a role and we give it no other thought, right? Totally. There's so much out there. Um, I want to circle back because you you did talk about um, believing in yourself and knowing yourself. And I want to include this in the show notes. Um, but when you said you were an upholder, you were referring to Gretchen Rubin's uh, quiz. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening and would like to know a little bit more about yourself, 
and understand what makes you tick, I highly recommend that you um, check out that quiz. It only takes a couple minutes and it'll give you some insight into, you know, how you uh, or why you act the way you do. So I'll put that in the show notes. Um, I'd like to ask you um, a question and it's a question about your industry. And um, when you put yourself out there, people form their own opinions, people form inaccurate opinions. So what is one myth you would like to debunk about your industry? <laughs> There's lots, <laughs> I think. Yep. <laughs> I think a big one is that it's a get rich quick scheme, you know, mm. It's so not it's if anything, it's a get rich slow scheme. (laughs) If you put the work in consistently every day and show up for your business and yourself, you can, you know, replace your income or make more than you were. That is, you know, it's a get rich slow. (laughs) Yep. And the other one is I read people are out there to scam the stay at home moms. And that one really bothers me. I'll be honest. I've been in this business for a long time and I've run into amazing, amazing people and they only ever share out of love and out of opportunity for someone else to better themselves, better their situation, to solve that problem. Like you said, whether it's, they say they don't have enough money to even buy a a $50 moisturizer or whether they say they have no time, you know, those are problems that ideally are business opportunity could help with. Are there bad apples out there? Of course there are. Just like there's bad car salesmen and bad business coaches, there's people out there doing things for the wrong reasons. For the majority, most of us are in it for love and are in it to help others. And before you smash people down, if you're still listening, you're probably not. You're probably like, she's a quack. Yes, they are. <laughs> but, <if you're, laughs> but before you do that, think about like, you know, maybe she is a mom. Maybe he is a single dad. Maybe he is doing something to help his family. And people don't, you know, jump into network marketing because they have ta- lots of money and lots of time. Those are like 90, probably 5% of the reason people do it. And I think we need to give them the opportunity and people are selling stuff online all the time, you know, so whether it's sweatshirts or coaching programs or, you know, coffee machines or green vacuums, I think I referred three people to Amazon to buy green vacuums, <laughs> right? Like, you know, that's what we're, that's the business, that's the world we're in now. So yeah. um, those would be the two biggest ones. Um, yes, there's a bad one out there. And unfortunately, maybe someone ran into one, but keep going because there's a heck of a lot of good ones out there. Oh, I love that very much. And it's true. Um, sometimes, you know, when people have bad experiences, they chop it up to the whole entire company, um, you know, and that's just not true, right? There, There's a reason why people are looking to bring in some extra income. And Gina, I, I just want to say, this is my journey in Arbonne, and the results aren't typical, but you know me, neither am I. And uh, I am in the top 2% of the company at the VP level, but um, certainly doesn't mean it's not possible. It just means it's not typical. And if anyone's really curious, they can check out earnings.arbon.com for more information on what that means. Which brings me to my next question. Um, If there's somebody listening and they know somebody who is in the MLM industry, 
um, and they've noticed that, you know, maybe they're posting a little more or maybe they're trying to, uh, you know, get some more uh, income to support their family. How can family friends support somebody who is in a MLM industry? Oh, there's so many ways. And it doesn't just mean buying the product, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. that helps. But liking their posts, even a like (laughs) goes a long way sometimes. It does. Commenting, um, referring a friend who might need whatever the person is selling. Um, You could host a little event online so people can come and learn about the product. You could um, share their post. You could watch their kids so they could go do an event. You know, there's all kinds of different ways people can show love and support and, and even just, you know, send them a message saying, I see you're working really hard, like, awesome, simple little things to make people feel good. Because again, they're not doing this to trick you or scam you or get your money. Most people I'm saying most uh, signed up to help others in some way, shape or form. Yes, the way those products were helping them. Um, And I love those small little actions. They don't take a lot of time to do. Um, And what we often forget and get lost in that they are trying to do something better for themselves. Um, And the other thing that uh, I've noticed since my online space and, you know, having multiple businesses online is that oftentimes, um, and this is not everyone, please don't uh, think that uh, that's what I'm inferring, but a lot of people will like posts of celebrities of all these big corporations of strangers, of people you don't even know. It's like the support is on wavering for these big companies, celebrities. And then as, you know, ourselves and family and friends start putting themselves out there, the support kind of windows. So for anybody listening, it is really hard work to put yourselves out there and to really try to do something different, um, to go against the grain. So if you have somebody that you love, um, just, yeah, like their posts, share their name, like be part of a support system for them because you're already supporting strangers. So why not support the ones you love too? Yes, all of it, right? Love that. There's so much there, right? Like, come on guys, help a girl out. (laughs) You know? Okay, so I had to go there. Um, What has been your, your biggest aha moment that you've had while transitioning into this new world? Early on in um, my time with Arbonne, I heard a leader, I can't remember who it was, but it was at a type of online learning or in person, I can't remember, but they said, your business will only grow as much as you do. Ooh, say that one more time. (laughs) Your business will only grow as much as you do. And that has stuck with me through the years because bottom line, it's true. And it's true whether you sell cars or your coach or you make sweatshirts or whatever, you have to grow. And that was actually my word for 2021 was growth. And I, I'm working on it. And it's a work in progress. And I don't think it's anything we ever complete. You know, I think we continuously grow and learn. And I think for anyone in, who's out there, that is is key because yeah, your business will stagnate if you stop growing. Oh, but in every area of your life too. And I feel this is why a lot of people feel lost is that they've stopped looking for things to fill them up. They've stopped looking for, you know, things to help them grow. And this doesn't have to be start a business or do these things. Um, But if you're doing the same things over and over and living the same uh, days over and over, 
and you're not adding anything to it, then it comes to a point. Tony Robbins always says, if you're not growing, you're dying. So it doesn't have to be these big things. It can be these small incremental things that you do. Um, do a hip hop class, you know, learn a new language if you can. Listening to a podcast, listening to an audio book, um, just find something that lights you up even a little bit, even if it's only 15 minutes a day, doing something that makes you go, ah, you know, taking the 15 minutes a day to learn and to read, like that's something that you can do easily. Like oftentimes people think it's the big things and it's not, it's the small things. And we all have these little tricks and tips and tools that we can do to make it happen. You don't have to necessarily choose this or that. It's like this, oh, and I can squeeze this in too. Totally, yep, absolutely. I'm a big podcast listener. You know, I was vacuuming this morning, listening to your podcast. Like you can <laughs> multitask, you can walk your dog, you can, you know, fill your cup up with so much um, information, learn something new you know, find something that lights you up. Like in the early stages when you're busy, you know, trying to make connections and, and do the work, you know, it's important that it's inspiring and it doesn't feel like work, you know, like I'll take a call at nine o'clock at night and my friend be like, oh, but you're, you're working. I'm like, no, eh, not really, you know, like, cause it's, it doesn't fun. feel like work. <laughs> it doesn't feel like work where if my old job was like, oh, we expect you on a call at nine o'clock tonight. I'd be like, um, no, no. <laughs> right? I'm in bed by nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's some really good points um, for sure. But it is it's also just um, finding little pockets of time throughout your day, you know, and we're listening to things either way. If you have the TV on in the background, what's the difference between switching that for maybe 15 minutes where you listen to something that's going to help you grow, that's going to help you think differently? That's going to help you look outside the box that might give you a different perspective. Like we all, myself included, have so many different areas that we can learn, you know, yeah. and we get stuck in the comfortable and we think this is how it has to be, but it doesn't. We can challenge and we should. I feel I feel there's so many pieces of knowledge that we're missing out on just by um, ignoring the fact that we have growth at our fingertips. For sure. Love that. Yeah. Um, so one question now, and I don't know if you'll answer it in a business capacity or personal capacity, um, but what have been one of your biggest struggles that you've had to overcome in your life and how did you overcome it? And did you have a lesson that you took from it? Three-parter. <laughs> Honestly, I've been, I've been pretty blessed. I haven't had any major hurdles like deaths of parents or anything huge like that. Um, my parents were not always, but are now my biggest supporters. For sure, this isn't what they had in mind for me when I, you know, got my business degree and, and got my good government job. And I'm using air quotes because <laughs> that's what I got. Gotcha. <laughs> um, and I remember early on, um, my dad being like, oh, it's a pyramid scheme, Jen, like, don't waste your time, don't waste your money. They're like, totally dead set against it and I remember initially being crushed because I've always wanted my parents support um a bit of a pleaser you know like um growing up was you know why'd you get 95 and not 100 like little things like that so um I'll be honest that part was a little bit um crushing at that point, though, I had done enough research and built my belief enough that I could confidently 
explained to my dad that this wasn't a pyramid scheme. It was a legitimate business. You're confusing it with other things that are illegal. <laughs> and, and I invited him to the front row seat at my car party to eat his crow pie. <laughs> oh my God. I absolutely love that. And because of COVID, we haven't had it yet, but we will have that car party eventually and he will be front and center. <laughs> Well, you know what? I think there's so many lessons in that. And the first one, it, it always comes back to the belief in yourself, educating yourself enough to know what it is you're getting yourself into. And mm -hmm. then just believing and going all in, even if people don't believe in you, even if others don't understand, even if others think, oh, you're making a mistake, like, who cares if it's a mistake? Yeah, I would rather try it and then it not work out than go, okay, well, at least I tried, you know? Totally. The fear of regret is way worse than the fear of failure in my mind. You know, yeah. I would rather be like, you know what? I gave it everything I got than yeah. say, oh, I wonder what would have happened if I would have tried that business opportunity that you talked about. Because I, I know a lot of people probably do go through that regret, but I, I don't want to be one of them. No, and you're definitely not. And it's funny you say that because one of the affirmations that I write uh, every single morning is I will not be 80 sitting in a rocking chair looking back at my life with regret. And I say that to myself every single morning. And you know what? Have I failed? Yes. Will I continue to fail? Absolutely. Will I learn lessons along the way? 100%. Is it messy? Sure. But am I glad I'm in the messy? 100%. Um, I've never been happier. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I fought this for such a long time and didn't want this to be my reality. Um, but I think the, the bigger question circling back to what you said, um, let's just say someone is listening to a podcast and they have somebody in their life who has decided to do something untraditional, mm -hmm. who maybe had the government job and is saying, you know what, it's not for me. Or maybe their child is out of high school and saying, look, I don't want to go to university. What advice would you give those people on how they can support the people that they love? Mm, that's a good one. I truly believe we have to trust. And if you, you know, if your loved one has done all of their homework, you know, like truly, like people need to go into these things with their eyes wide open and know what's the real deal is. But just being that supportive person, like my husband is so supportive of anything I want to do, you know, he's just got my back without question. He's got my back. So that's amazing. I would and and your husband's the same, right? Like, it's just what we do. And like I say, my mom and dad, they are totally on board. My mom is like my best customer now. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> like I, I, I shower at their house all the time. And I just go into her like, closet and use all her products because she has everything I have. So it's fantastic. But they were just doing it out of caution and out of, of love yeah. and did it, but did it in a way for me that was respectful. And, you know, I'm a grown ass woman, you know, if I want to walk away from a good paying job, that's on me, right? I'm not asking yeah. them for their support or their help. But I think it's just knowing and trusting. And I think those would be my two biggest things that you can do for your loved one and and encourage them if it's you know sitting at a desk for the next 20 years makes me want to cry you know and letting someone explore their passions you know like leadership was something I was never going to get in the government and as soon as I started working with my team and 
working on their growth and their development, I lit up and my mom like identified that right away. She's like, this is fulfilling needs that you weren't getting met in the government. And I knew I would never, I, I didn't have the right criteria. So I was able to do that in this business and working with my team brings me so much joy, you know, and I never would have had that opportunity to explore that if I didn't have the support and the, right. the encouragement to go for it. I absolutely love that on so many levels. And that support and encouragement can go such a long way. Um, and even on the other side of it, like if you do have somebody who is, you know, thinking outside the box or trying to do something different, try not to put your values on them. Absolutely. You know, like take a step back and listen to them. And maybe you might learn something. And I feel as long as we do the, oh, you should, you should, you should, it really holds people back and it doesn't allow them to be who they really are. Yes, in your opinion, a government job might be fantastic. Yes, in your opinion, this might be the right job for you. And if it is fantastic, if it makes you happy 100%, but also allow the people in your life to be unique and to be themselves and just support them for who they are, not what you expect them to be. Love that. I think the word should should be like, stricken from the English language. I hate it because we should all over ourselves all the time. I should eat this. I should do that. I should, should, should. And it's just, I, I we were reading Brene Brown's book, um, The Gifts of Imperfection last night. And it's like, should, and it's, it's just so sucks. I just hate that word. <laughs> yes. And I think it leads a lot of people down a road of obligation where they get so far down, they don't know how to turn around and leading that life of obligation is easier um, to stop and reflect and say, is this what I really want? So I'm so glad that we had this conversation and opened that dialogue because I feel a lot of people as you know, this is 2021, people are looking at different avenues, people are questioning if they still want to do the traditional jobs, and that's okay. And it's also okay, if you want to do a nine to five, there's no judgment. Um, but I think it needs to come down to a choice. What do you want instead of what should you do? And I think um, just having that conversation, you know, even with um, our younger children, like don't put restraints because even a, and I'm doing air quotes too, even a positive restraint is still a restraint, you know? So I think it's really important to be careful what language we use and how we support the ones that we love and encourage them to do the things that make them happy because. Being in a box and being unhappy is not necessarily the way to live. And breaking that conversation and looking at things differently, um, I think it's our, it's our job. Totally. Love that. All right. So I think it's time for some rapid fire questions. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm in the UFC with that one. <laughs> you could do some of the commentary. No. Wouldn't that be fun? Okay, so you know how this goes. I'm going to ask you some questions and you have to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. All right. Who's your favorite spice girl? 40. Nachos or tacos? Nachos. Favorite fizz stick? Ooh, Blackberry. A nickname you used to have or you still have? Jenny from the block. Ooh, I love that one. If you could travel back in time, where would you go? Hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah, probably when growing up, going to Florida with my family every winter, visit my grandma and swimming and no cares in the world. I'd like to go back there with you. Okay, you <laughs> come on. Okay, I'm really reluctant to say this one. And if you can't answer this one, I'm not asking this question anymore. <laughs> Who is your favorite Harry Potter character? Well, I love most of them. Um, I'm going to go with Hermione because girl power, obviously, but, um, I also love George and Fred Weasley. Oh, I'm so glad you can answer that one. (laughs) My daughter would disown me if I couldn't. We just watched three movies this weekend. (laughs) Who's her favorite? She has struggled with that one too. She would probably go between Hermione and Harry. Um, sunrise or sunset. I usually sleep through sunrise and love sunsets at our camper overlooking the water with a glass of wine. It is my favorite place. Maybe I'm going to come visit you. Please do. <laughs> um, what's your go-to order from your favorite restaurant? Probably the chicken. Um, oh my gosh, I should know the name. Um, diced salmon chicken from a local Thai spot. Oh, Thai. I love Thai. Um, what's your favorite word? <laughs> Fuck. I haven't said it yet, so I'm saying it now. <laughs> Sorry, Gina. It was clean until now. <laughs> but anyone who knows me knows that's my favorite word. <laughs> your face when you said that. <laughs> yeah. What's your go-to dance song if you needed a pump me up song? Oh. I love like ACDC. Like shook me all night long. Uh, nothing better than than ACDC. We love, love it. Love it. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, if you could win an Olympic medal for any sport, real or fake, what would it be? Oh, hmm, real or fake? Swimming. I thought you were going to say kickboxing. <laughs> I don't want to get beat up. <laughs> what is your favorite Airbond product? Probably the skincare. Ooh, I'm looking for new skincare. I'm going to talk to you after. Um, texting or talking? That's a tough one. Probably talking. I, I text more, but I do love talking. Morning or night person? Morning. Describe yourself in three words. Fun, driven, and hardworking. If you were stranded on a tropical island, you had all of your essentials, what are two things you would have to bring with you? What do you mean by essentials? Like food and water? Yeah, and shelter. And you have I, some sunscreen too, because it's a tropical island. Um, like a case of beer. <laughs> and my husband. <laughs> Most people would leave their husband home. <laughs> I still like mine. <laughs> we haven't been um, to a tropical island in a long time. <laughs> Oh, one is definitely in in need, I would say, for me too. Um, Coffee or a fizz stick? Fizz, probably for sure. I love my coffee too. I I love them both, but I couldn't live without my fizz. Love it. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Eat out or dine in? Dine in if my husband's cooking. Hmm. Climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Oh, climb a mountain. If you were really hungry, would you eat a bug? For sure. 
And would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to speak to animals? Every language. And the last one on a more serious note, what is the best piece of advice you have ever gotten that you wish you knew earlier? There's two. Progress over perfection. That held me back for a long time. Yeah. And only take advice from people you where you want to go, not from people who shouldn't be giving advice. <laughs> I absolutely love every bit of that. Thank you. Thank you. Now, before we end, obviously, I want people to be able to find you, to get your inspiration, to get your guidance, your leadership, and the Airbond products. Um, <laughs> people find you well it's probably easiest to find me on instagram um and it's jen d underscore drake i have nothing too fancy there um friend of gina's too so if you follow her you can find me through her maybe um and um i have a like a call it a milkshake account or something like that so people can kind of link to my Arbon story my store or um just find me in general so i think gene is going to post that link in the show notes um, but instagram is probably a great way to start connect say hi um love to connect with new people and and learn about new people so that's probably absolutely the best. well jen you have such an amazing inspiring instagram account and i would highly recommend everyone stop what you're doing right now and go and follow her well jen this has been absolutely amazing i'm so glad you came on and shared all your wisdom um and before we go do you have one last golden nugget that you could share with our listeners that you feel could have an impact on them my quote is probably people are watching. So give them a good show. Absolutely. Well, Jen, thank you again so much for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. I could talk to you for hours. Do you struggle with limiting thoughts yourself? Maybe you are experiencing the imposter syndrome where you don't believe in yourself and your business and your negative reel is really holding you back. If so, I have a free resource for you. Head to the show notes and click on the link to get it. I promise you it will help you and therefore will help your business as well. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for being here. And if you haven't left a five-star review, please do so. I would really, really appreciate it. And if you or someone you know would love to be a guest on the Keeping Real podcast, check out the show notes as well and let's get you on the show. Hope you have the best day and thanks for keeping it real.